an AppleViz original. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to AppleViz Unleashed for July 2023. My name is Thomas Damba, also known as Nanamouse. Along with my co-host today is Mike Malarcy. How are you doing, Mike? I'm fantastic. How are you? Hey, at least you had a decent month. No medical issues or anything like that? No, but good Lord, I got the bills. <laughs> you got up today. <laughs> Just in case anyone wonders here in the U.S., if you have your appendix explode and then a little bit of internal bleeding, hundred grand. That's how much the normal hospital would charge you without insurance, so... Well, yeah, that's, that's just some minimum, man. It's crazy. Right. But no, things are great. Feeling, <laughs> feeling fantastic. Enjoying the summer. Excellent. And then we have a special guest with us, Mike, and his name is Kevin Jones. How are you doing, Kevin? Hi, Thomas. Hi, Mike. Uh, things are, are going pretty well here, too. Um, a few medical bills, but nothing like what Mike has over there. <laughs> I hope right. to deal with it again. A hundred grand. Now, where are you from, Kevin? I'm in Wisconsin. You're in Wisconsin. So you're, hey, you're probably a lot cooler than we are for sure. And It's about 80 and rain and thunderstorms right now. Oh, I'm jealous. Right? I mean, we were just talking that if, if it was 80s here, Mike and I will be wearing jeans and sweaters mm-hmm. and if it got that cold. <laughs> but hey, I'm glad you're here, Kevin. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Kevin and I, we kind of- Thank you for inviting on. me. Hey, you're very welcome. We kind of met on Mastodon, and so I just thought, hey, he sounds like a really cool guy. Let's get him on and see what we can do for this month, what kind of damage control um, <laughs> we might need. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Well, you know, guys, I here's the thing. I've been having a hard month at getting my mind wrapped around this Vision Pro. So here's my problem. We talked about this for two years straight, saying, hey, it's coming. We get pumped. We get excited. And then the month before it comes along, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's finally going to come true. And then it finally comes true. And when I'm just like, this is going to be a game changer. And then there's just this massive letdown that none of the apps that we want to use will work with it, like Ira, CNAI, Be My Eyes, anything. So I've been in this like this this not depression mode, but kind of like this letdown mode for the whole month. I'm just thinking, my gosh, we talked about it for two years and then we just sort of just let down all of a sudden. So it turns out that if you are interested in the Vision Pro, it's going to be coming soon to certain major cities and your local Apple store. And that's the catch is that you have to have an appointment if you want to pick a Vision Pro up. Now, I have to say I like the idea because I didn't realize how complex this whole thing is going to be with Vision Pro. So apparently you go to the store and they're going to size you up, like get your facial size, see as they make sure they got the right plate in front and they're gonna make sure you got the right head wraps that could fits to you. And then if you got prescription, they will have prescription lenses on site and I was like, wow, I didn't realize how complex this was going to it. But also, it just kind of makes me kind of reserved because what if you live with someone or you want somebody to use it with you? And you, let's just say 
I have a large head, for example, and my wife has a small head. Then the whole head thing and the face piece and the prescription lens is not going to work. So I'm thinking, this is kind of costly for a one-person toy. What do you guys think of that? I I agree with you, actually, because while the idea of like a super custom fit, like surface level sounds nice. Yeah, it's sharing it with your family or people that you live with. I don't know how that's going to work, especially if you have a super intense prescription, then like, I, I don't know. Um, and then I saw, I did see one of those lines about uh, Apple teaming up with accessory brands to make the yeah. battery packs. I'm already picturing like an Apple branded fanny pack. Like, you know, I was wondering what this is all like at the end of the day, what this whole thing is going to look like. And for me, I'm, mm, I'm not interested in this kind of at all right now. This is not a thing for me. What's your thought, Kevin? I think differently. I, Apple wants this to be a personal device and um, if that means that everyone in this family has to have their own, Apple doesn't doesn't bother Apple at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really do. You really do want it to be a, a an exact fit. Um, it'd be a complete flop if it wasn't. I mean, think about like your watch band if it doesn't fit right, and that's just a watch band. Um, I actually have um, I have an idea that I want to bring to the Vision Pro. Um, which will require an app that I have to write. Um, so I, I, I'm already, I'm still excited. And um, I mean, the money, I'll figure out how I get that. But I, uh, the appointment, yeah, that doesn't bother me. Um, I don't feel that down at all. I just wonder, and maybe it's um, an intentional choice, I suppose, maybe aesthetic. Um, why not just put kind of an adjustable thing like the, like an Oculus? Right? You know, it's like what um, Kevin just said. The, the Apple Watch, it comes with a band in different sizes, comes into the box. And so I'm thinking, well, for 3500 bucks, I get it. I do want to have, you should, <laughs> I mean, for the price, you should be able to have like total, um, you being treated like royalty, for yeah. example, because yeah. you're going in, you're paying for a high quality item. And they want to make sure that your experience is the right experience and what it's meant to be with the right proper gear. But I would think like what you said, Mike, an adjustable head wrap or headset um, would be the answer. But I guess they deem that like, well, that seems lowly priced items to have. Yeah. Maybe that's the mindset. Like this is a kind of a, I don't want to say luxury item, but at least in the ballpark given that price point so they're treating it as such and you get custom top-down fit <laughs> not kind of sort of law i i think it's luxury for sure i well you know i do agree <laughs> you know, i just can't imagine like i don't know seeing uh ludicrous walking around with one on you know i like got a movie set or something like that but i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe we'll start seeing it pop up in like music videos and stuff and this will be like people driving around their teslas with their well, I don't know. I'm curious to see how this, how it all actually goes. I'm really, really, really actually interested to see once people have it, what it can really do. Right. Now, I have to say that that was certainly slow things down. Yes, you can still order this online. Supposedly, you're supposed to have this fancy thing where it scans your face and then you're supposed to be able to select accessories that it recommends to you. And then you can order for a prescription lens. So that's good because I was worried about 
it being appointment only many, can you imagine how long it would take a person to get one if you wanted one? Because you can imagine they can only slot so many of those people per day. And this is going to be limited in terms of how many they're going to produce. Plus, on opening day, it's only going to be in certain stores. So in other words, I'm pretty sure my Kansas City store is not on the list. It says like LA, New York, Chicago, all the big major cities um, will have one in their city. And I'm thinking, dang, um, I know the treatment is trying to be well, but dang, that's just, I don't know. Kevin, are you want to buy one, buddy? Uh, the money isn't quite there, but <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I have a serious idea for a Vision Pro that I think um, would be very interesting. Okay, what's the idea? Or is it an off-air idea? It's an off-air idea because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what if somebody else, <laughs> somebody else say, yeah, that's a good idea and beat me to it? Yeah, and, yeah. Okay, okay. You were that's building fair. almost uh, up on that and then... Well, I'm t- not going to tell you now. That's okay. <laughs> um, so that is the latest on the Vision Pro. So it's still coming early next year. Um, my understanding, of course, as always, it's going to be released here in the States first, which I always kind of think that's unfair, but I understand why they do that. And then I believe UK and Canada is following up after that, then Europe and uh, Australia and Asia after that. But anywho, the other bit, I was kind of surprised and not surprised at the same time. I mean, GPT, we are getting kind of overloaded with all these chat GPT stuff, AI. Of course, now myself, I can't get enough of it. I absolutely love it, but it is evolving so rapidly here lately. But apparently... Apple has their own Apple GPT call dubbed AJAC within their internal system. So they apparently have their own version of Apple GPT that is for employees only that are testing this. But the point of this article and the idea behind this is possibly coming out in iOS 18 of next year. Now that makes a lot of sense because can you guys imagine that being implemented into Siri or in the spotlight. That would just be mind-boggling. It would be a game changer, no doubt about it. I would love that with Siri. And I think everybody knows I have a love-hate relationship with Siri right now. And I I almost don't even want to hope for the best because so I'm not disappointed down the road. I would love it. And I've been waiting actually with all of this AI talk about any kind of stuff about Apple doing it. Cause I've the last few months just been like sitting here wondering why are they not doing this right now? This is a huge failure if they're not dipping their toes in. So I'm at least glad to hear that they are and that it's just now kind of coming out. I'm, I'm hoping, hoping that Siri can function. <laughs> That'd be great. Right. What are your thoughts on this, Kevin? Well, Apple's already been doing AI. We have our own neural engine. Um, it does AI stuff with their photos and suggestions and stuff. So it's not like Apple hasn't done any AI. Also, you can run a similar thing to chat GPT on your PC today. Um, so it's not too far-fetched because I would think Apple would want it on your device. So um, like all of Wikipedia is four gigs. Um, what if you had like all of 
several encyclopedias and all of IMDb and all of the information from Apple Music and all that stuff in your device. And then you could like, um, it could use all your health information and stuff. And um, yeah, I think it's very possible. No, you're right because Apple does have a limited AI capabilities, meaning that you can't like take it and then just use it as ask questions things. But yeah, your rest perspective, you're you're talking about like door detection. Yes, things like that that uses AI to detect doors or even object recognition. You know, try to tell me this is a chair, that's a, a lamp. That obviously is AI. But you have to admit that what they have now is extremely limited. It is like elementary style because it reminds me below what chat GPT 3.5 has. And I think Apple needs to pump this up. And like Mike says, wow, I mean, serious, terrible enough. It's so bad that I don't even use that anymore. I just use the, um, the chat GPT app. And I saw any questions or stuff that I want to know, I just go directly to that. And I don't even bother asking the, 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 Ahoy Siri lady anymore. I just don't doubt. Me too. And, right? It's just a shame because every time I ask, it wants to go to a web or whatever. And so <laughs> it's like, hold on, still working on that. I still right? get that one all the time. It's just, here, check this out. And so you have to go to the site and read it through, see if you find the answer you want. And that's if it gets it right. I don't know, guys. I, I'm, I'm really excited to hear about this. And, you know, the point is, I really hope that they realize they have fallen way behind. Yes, you have done AI and you can tout all you want on that, but it is not very intelligent uh, compared to what we have now in terms of GPT. Now, I will say if they do come out to the Siri, I hope and I realize there are image recognition already, like Be My Eyes, um, Be My AI option, which is dubbed the old virtual volunteer that will take an image and describe it to you. But can you imagine being able to go to my photo library and just tap on it? And instead of the image description saying bed, window, that's it. It will say, yeah, that's a picture of the bedroom with this beautiful quilted bed on, you know, on the bed itself. It got pillows, it got flowers on it, whatever that is to be more descriptive. That's what I'm looking for. I would love that. Right. So a better intelligent Siri and more image description that they have now being more modernized. Maybe that's the key word I'm looking for. Let's modernize it, folks. So, And a little more intuitive, I think. Because that's what right? I really like about ChatGPT. I can't even say it. Is right? I open it, there's a text field, I type what I want, hit enter, and there's the response. Like It's just super simple. And that is what I think is kind of, I don't know, that's what I want to see, I suppose. What I would like is if... Um, when it gave you a description, it automatically put it in as a caption. Oh, yes. That would be beautiful. That would be beautiful, wouldn't it? To be able to put that into your tag, that would be sweet. Now, Even if it took the basic description we get today and put that in as the caption, um, that would make would things a lot quicker. Yeah. Gosh. And you can search for it then. It's pretty dumb now, though, Kevin. I mean, have you seen some of the description it gives us? Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Even if it just said um, bed, at least you know it's a picture of a bed without opening it up. Yeah. True. 
And it kind of sort of does that now, though, because when you tap on a photo, it kind of gives you, if you have the image description on, it will kind of announce a few things. Now, sometimes it will totally get things wrong. Like I have a picture of a vending machine and it'll just say products or um, something that's unrelated to the vending machine and what's in the machine. You, you know, you could at least say potato chips or candy bars, but no, it just says like products, black um, glass. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah, what is this picture? Right? What is all the time? One time it thought its circuit board was something inappropriate. <laughs> I get possible demonstration a lot when there's like multiple people in a photo. If my phone just always thinks people are demonstrating. <laughs> oh, man. But I I don't know, guys. I'm really excited about this. And hopefully in iOS 18 that this does come true, that we actually get some really modernized AI and and. And and Apple needs you stop saying we use AI now. Let's that's great. Let's let's get to modern time here, twenty first century AI. That's what I want. Yeah, I feel like in the last few months, kind of the definition has sort of shifted in the public space. I think maybe for developers and people behind the scenes, they with the people with the actual knowledge of how it functions and what it's doing, understand that. But like my mom, if I were to ask her what AI is, she's probably going to start talking about what we're talking about now. I think the definitions. Different. Not quite what it, yeah, it's a little bit different now. Well, we talked about that last month. Remember when I said, did you see and how you noticed that Tim Cook never mentioned the word AI? Because I think he realized that they used to say AI, but it's not the same meaning anymore when you say AI. Because like, like you said, this past six months has radically changed what the difference of what we think AI is and Tim Cook. Well, actually, we don't really have AI. It's really um, machine learning or applied statistics. Mm-hmm. True. Um, Gary Kasparov actually says he thinks AI should mean augmented intelligence. That's that's hmm. that's a, that's a very good point. Define AI. It, it, that'd be kind of interesting because everybody's definition of AI would be definitely different. Like just like Mike says, if you ask your mom or your grandparents, you definitely will get some different results. And um, the people that are into the AI and understanding the AI, there's different levels of fundamental understanding what that really truly means. But I will say, guys, I got a very big surprise this month. And I was like, mix, because you understand where I come from. So for those AirPod Max users out there that's always wanted AirPod Max, I got something for you. I got something that might be a little bit more reasonable, and I have to admit the price is right, but Apple has released a new Beats Studio Pro headphones. And let me tell you guys, this is so similar to the AirPod Max when it comes to specification that I was just totally stunned. Meaning that everything you loved about the AirPod Max, so it's over the ear, and it's got active noise cancellation to the part and level of what AirPod Max has. Got transparency mode and spatial audio is now onto this Beats Studio Pro. Now, 
it does have pro leather, so it is going to be cheaper. So some of the feel of it is going to be cheaper. You're going to get more of a plasticky feeling. And But it does come with a metal slider to move the, adjust the headphones. See, hence the headphones do adjust to different sizes. But my biggest point is just that this has almost everything that the AirPod Max has but it's lighter, way, 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 way lighter. And one of the biggest complaints I've heard for the AirPod Max is just simply too big, it doesn't fit my head, and it's too heavy. Now this is smaller, and it should fit on smaller heads, and it's lighter. It got a, for those audiophiles out there, it's got a 40 millimeter driver. What does that mean? That's the size of the, um, the speaker itself. And so 40 millimeter, that is the level where they have zero distortion. You can crank that all the way up and you will not have any distortion. Unlike other headphones I've tried like Bose and Sony's, it's got better battery life than the AirPod Max. Got USB-C and it's not pegged just for the Apple ecosystem like the AirPods Max. Now, I still think if you want a true Apple ecosystem, you can get by with this Beats. It also works work um, with Android, where AirPod Max has some difficulties um, connecting to Androids and to Windows platform, but this was dubbed as a non-Apple device, even though it's owned by Apple, but it's owned by, well, made by Beats. But so in other words, it's made for everybody. Now, I will give you, I'm I, okay, it's 550 for the AirPod Max. These are 349 that's the same price if you would get those stylus, sorry, this um, Sony or the Bose. So I am curious. Now, Mike, I know you have your AirPod Pros and I know you love those. You probably never have any interest in the headphone, do you? Not, that's what I've been sitting here thinking about this whole time listening to you because when I'm on my computer, I do have over the ear headphones, uh, but they're Corsairs. They're not any of these. And I'm, I don't think it'd be a great fit for me because usually if I have a headphone in, I have one ear open. I'm listening to you know the background kids running around doing doing that kind of stuff. But at this point, why would anyone not transparency. pick this? It's transparency though. That's what I love about my AirPod Max is that I am still able to hear everything around me while I'm listening to something. Part of my hesitation, in all honesty, I tend to wrestle a lot with my children. And so I'll walk down to the living room and kids will just spring off on surfaces and attack me and at random points throughout the day. Um, and I would be very nervous with $550 headphones on the top of my head. But <laughs> for you, because I know that you do use them, uh, from this point going forward, if you had to buy a new set now, which one would you pick? Ooh, you know. Because for I, me, if I was going to get one, I'm probably just going with Beats because right. you know, difference. everything else is more or less the same other than the leather. That's not worth $200 for me. Right. You know, that's the thing. What is important to you? That's what's important is that if you want the luxury and feel like you're spending 550 bucks, you're definitely going to get that feeling with the AirPod Max. But if you just want the specification and you're not really picky about the pads and how the over-the-ear works like the AirPod Max, when I say the cups are huge, they're they're huge. They like go around my ears and then there's, but on the Beats, now I have a Beats Solo Pro and if it's like that, then it's a tight fit. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. It's extremely light. It works great. So specification-wise, if you don't care about all the metals and stuff and you don't care that it's plastic, but you want the same specification, I agree, Mike. I Don't get me wrong. I love my AirPod Max, but if I had to do it all over again, yeah, I, I definitely want to save the 200 bucks and to, to get the same uh, specification of everything. I'm not into the looks. I'm not into the um, style, like gotta have Nike logo right. on my shirt. Oh, yeah. Um, then, yeah, I, I definitely would look at this. And I still think I might look at these because I do have, I know you're going to, I've got like two Bose headset, a Sony and a AirPod <laughs> Max. So uh, one of my Bose is probably over 12 years old. And this is the one I use on the computer all the time. And I, I would love to replace it because I have probably replaced the pad twice since then and had it repaired once. So to have it more wirelessly, I think I would like it. And the the wow wow factory that I got with my AirPod Max, I would definitely love to hear that on my computer. Kevin, do you have headphones? Not as many as you, but I, I do have quite a few. <laughs> I don't think anybody has as many as I do, but if yeah, you maybe, have maybe Randy, but well, I have two Sennheisers, um, AirPods Max, AirPods Pro, um, Aftershocks. Oh, damn. Wow. What are you talking about? You don't have as many headphones on that, I've had three shots, but they they kind of died on me. Like, I had the um, the Trex Air, for, and they last me five years, which I can't really complain about because I used them a lot. So you have an but, AirPod Max? Yes. I. Yeah, what's so, your go-to? Like, your day-to-day, what's your go-to headphone? You're just going to pick something up and... The Max. Yeah? Yeah. See? So there's, kind of, uh, so there's one huge voiceover thing maybe not voiceover thing but one huge thing that the airpods do if you pick up your sony's which i've played with i don't own them but you pick up you got to turn them on and it says sony blah 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 batteries at this percent you have to wait for all that right um whereas the airpods max and the pros you just put them in and they go beep and yeah just work uh, it's just goes beep and but well, here's the voiceover thing if you take off your sony's or your bose and you put it down, voiceover is still going to them. That's true. And I'll be honest, I have to, I'm trying to think of my B Solo Pro. It does not disconnect when I put it down. I think you're right. And I don't know if that would be an interesting thing I want to find out. And that is, do the Beats Studio Pro, do they disconnect when you put it down? Because they don't have the hello, welcome battery. The beast don't do that either, but it doesn't give you a beep either. So you're right. The Max does have some touch that brings that $550 more to reality of what you're paying for. Now, do I think anything is ever worth $550? Probably not, but I truly love my Max. Um, well, sometimes like, there's still some that are 3000 No, I don't right? those, but... Oof. There are some Oof. headphones that are way beyond that we'll never see in commercial stores, but they do go up, like Kevin says, two grand. I'm thinking, are you crazy? But if you're if you're the sound engineer for a popular band or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say for me, those things better crawl up my arms and just crawl in my ear on their own <laughs> if I'm gonna put that kind of money into it. We are not those audio producers, guys. I no, I say not. that to all of us here, but. We're, we're just blind well, I, individuals. 
Yeah, I tinkered with it once. I have zero talent for that kind of stuff. I can't do it. I just appreciate that other people can't. The other problem, which maybe a stereotype is Beats has a lot of extra bass that I don't want. That's true. Beats are known to be heavy on the bass. I don't think I've ever actually heard of that we're talking about this. I don't think I've ever had Beats in one time. I bought some of the air, like the earbuds and put one in my ear and realized I had to have them both in or they wouldn't work. And I turned around and returned them immediately. But other than that, I, I don't even think I put a song on. I've you know, never heard, actually heard them. I, that's why it's hard to explain this. When you wear a Bose, it sounds great. Don't get me wrong, but it's tainted. In other words, that is not the raw sound you're hearing. It's it's the what Bose wants you to hear. And then that's the same for Sony. And yes, I get it. There's there's You can change the equalizer to set it to where you want it. That's fine, but I'm talking out of the box. And Beast, it's the same way. Thankfully, you do have settings to change all that, but now that they're trying to dub this same as the AirPod Max, I am curious, like you, Kevin, will it be bass heavy as they're known to be? Because if that's the case, that kind of ruins the uh, true audio or sound that I really want to hear. I don't want to hear artificial um, stuff in there. So you're going to pick one up, Kevin? No, but I I live three blocks away from an Apple Store site. I might walk over there and look at them, but I'm not going to buy a chair. Yeah, at least try them out. I'd love to know. Right? And if they have a, a digital crown, do they have a button like to turn noise canceling on and off? Um, I don't know that. Well, that's a good question. All those I need to know. Is it collapsible? Or is it not? Whatever. Because, you know, the B Solo Pro... When you collapse it, it turns it off. If you open it, it turns it on automatically. And it has one big button. That's it. And that button is for uh, various things you want to do. So you can press up to increase or decrease or forward, backwards, things like that. So it's just a big round button. So I imagine they're not going to go too far off that. No, I seriously doubt they'll have a digital crown because that's an Apple kind of a related thing. So Beast needs to stay with Beats. So I imagine they still have the one button. If the cup bends or anything, maybe that's to be either on and off. I don't know. But it's not going to match completely like the AirPod Max. I agree. But that's 200 bucks. Is it worth 200 bucks for it though, Kevin? If I can take them off and voiceover goes back to the phone without me having to turn them off, then it might be worth it. Man, that's a that's a cost of two hundred bucks just for that, that feature, right? I, it's that is honestly kind of tempting for me too, though. It's that like I can just take them off and drop them on my desk, and voiceover is back on the phone. I don't have to make sure that I turn them off. That I, yeah, it's just because uh-huh. I do have to do that with the these Corsairs that I'm on right now. I have a power button, and I'm, there's been multiple times that I take them off, set them down because I'm in a habit of a different set of headphones and then I come back and they're dead. Shit, well, left them on again. <laughs> you have to go, okay, well, that is for everybody to decide on. So I'm excited that this Beats finally came out with a Studio Pro that has the same spec and from the same company. It's Apple. It's just Beats uh, trademark items and the feel of it. If you know what Beats feel like, that's what you're going to get. Um, so for those that can and quite only for this 550 mark, then I think you definitely want to check these out for 349. That's very comparable, very competitive to 
other brands out there. Um, now, this is quite interesting. And we, we've been talking a lot about how EU has been coming up with different laws and things like that. So we've been banging on the drum about them. Um, going to be happy to force Apple to allow us to be able to purchase App Store from other stores. And the big one is sideloading. But the EU decided to drop something new. And I thought this was quite interesting. And so there's a new regulation that just got passed and it's called a user replacement battery program. So this means that all electronic devices that have these rechargeable batteries need to be in a, um, how would I say, it? be able to be replaceable by a user. Now, it's pretty broad and meaning what defined was easy because Apple pretty much already said, oh, we already have that. All you have to do is get this tool and you can replace the battery yourself. And I feel like, I think you're missing a point. I realize that will hinder your design and things, but to me, I don't think that's user friendly. And I and so that's what we're all waiting for is what they deem as user friendly. Does that mean you have to get these special tools and open it? Is that deemed user friendly or not? So I want to get you guys take on this. So they are requiring anybody to have these more friendly, replaceable battery program for your device. So what do you think, Kevin? I'm thinking Apple will say, well, we already have program and stuff like that. I, I like the batteries the way they are. Like, I mean, even if you have to go to the store um, and pay 50 or $60, that's probably what the battery is going to cost anyway. So um if you, if you want the user to be able to replace the battery, devices are going to end up being thicker and bigger because you're going to have to have space for the battery removal door and stuff like that. So do you want that? Yeah, we're back to like the pre-iPhone days and there was just that little button on the back of your phone right above the battery. You just press it and slide the battery off the back, something like that. Like what? That's a good point, Thomas. So what does uh, easy mean? <laughs> I feel like they, I mean my brow display says that the batteries are irreplaceable. I have to take out two screws, but that's that doesn't bother me too much. <laughs> right? No. So yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm thinking braille display. Hey, let's take this latest Victor Reader Stream, which they went from a replaceable model to a non-replaceable item, and you have to mail it in. And God only knows how long that takes. That's the problem. It depends on the device. Um. You're right. Some people probably feel not comfortable to be jacking with a $1,000 phone replacing a battery. Like myself, I know I would screw up somewhere. I would have to go to my store, but not everybody has the pleasure or or they live in an area where they can do that easily. So, um, you know, I'm kind of mixed on it. I'm glad that they are going to make all devices replaceable, one form or another. And that clue is a Victor Reader stream. And because I think they went in the reverse direction. I think making you send it in to get a new battery, I think that just stinks. I don't like the idea that I have to send something in. I am one of those, and I realize I might be spoiled, but I like to be able to go to down to my Walmart, buy the battery, and replace what I need to do, with the exception of my Apple. Now, my AirPod Max. That's another great example. I noticed my battery is starting to go down. 
I would love to replace it myself, but I now have to make an appointment with Apple, go down, and more likely than not, I have to give it to them and it'll be gone. It'll be gone X number of days or weeks until they get that replaced. So I'm kind of mixed on this. And especially if you have to pay for someone for the service plus your battery, I think they're still missing the point. I just and correct me if I'm wrong, this article, um, so in general, let me back up a tiny bit. In general, I'm totally on board with this because there's a whole bunch of environmental concerns that they, t- they talk about in the article in particular that I read uh, about why they're doing this and including coming, the batteries coming with QR codes. So you can scan it, see where the parts came from, like all the way, all the way down the chain. Well, I'm totally on board with that. Um, but it also said, this is, we're talking about anything with a battery from phones to vehicles. And I just had this thought pop in my head. What about these headphones that I use every single day? Right. It's going to include those things. How in the world am I going to- You're not going to replace the battery. (laughs) I know. No way. Absolutely not. If it had screws, same thing. If I had to unscrew a latch to get to the size, it's so small. The way they're designed, yes, you're right. Is, but you're right, though, Kevin, is that now you're going to have to design that differently and, and might cause your AirPod Max to be even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, where, But, you know, that's the same thing for cars, for EV cars, uh, electric vehicles, is that it irks me. I want every car to be able to have the same darn battery. I want to be able to go to Walmart and just say, I need this battery, get it go to my EV, take the battery out, and pop it back in. Not where it is proprietary and costs extra because it's this brand or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being uh, overly picky, but I don't know, guys. But you're right. There's so many things that contains battery that are rechargeable, especially AirPod Pro. How? Is that what you're talking about, the AirPod Pro? I mean, all of them. Can you imagine trying to replace a battery? And maybe it'll be like a, I don't know, my hair goes in my ear. It'll be the same philosophy. You just yeah. got a little slot that just opens up and there's your battery. There's definitely ways to do it. Uh, do I think Apple's happy about all this stuff at the ease? No. Lately? Definitely not. Yeah. They're going to be fighting this to the T just like they did with side loading. And they're going to be forced to anyway. And But thankfully- they have a long time. This is not supposed to be implemented until 2027. So I was kind of like, really? Going to take that long? But hey, I, it's okay. It's, um, it's four years. So I think that's plenty of time for everybody to get aligned, including Apple. And God, uh, I hope Apple doesn't wait until 2027 to do this, but more than likely they will. And it also gives you time to clarify their language a little bit on what their expectations are. Right. All right, so let's move on to the iPhone 15 news. Now, gosh, Mike, you know, I keep saying I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But each <laughs> but they keep saying something in there. I'm like, yep. holy smokes. And I'm just like, okay. So the biggest news for this month is that Apple is going to introduce a new stack battery technology. That's the battery that goes into your iPhone. And so using new technology gives you this huge boost in power and how much it can hold. And we're talking 15, 18% 
more battery size. Not it's thicker and bigger. Nope, the same size as it is now, but you're getting 15, 18% more ma into compact and a battery. And that's coming in iPhone 15. And they broke it down to different devices. And it, yeah, it ranges from 15 to 18%, depending on the device. But the iPhone 15 Pro, 15%. That is huge. However, I am curious. It will all depend on how Apple want to utilize it. Meaning, do they make it more efficient, like they have always done, to make the battery life goes even longer because you got more space or more maw? Or do they give you a little more oomph and give you more of the performance because, you know, with the iPhone 15, we also get the new brand new chip that's supposed to be the biggest boost they have had in three or four years on top of a battery. So it just depends um, what they end up doing. Because I can see the battery life being the same length. That is probably because they want to go with a more performance way. Or they can mostly say, I want it now lasts five hours more than That's last year. That's the one I'd choose. What if I told you if they might introduce something called game mode? And for those that are not familiar with game mode, that is a option where you can turn on and you get pure performance. So out the door goes the efficiency. You get the option that you want performance or efficiency. That would be ideal. I agree with that. That'd be awesome. Uh, just the opposite side of the coin of low power mode. Bring it on. I'm not sure I'd ever use that. What do you think, Kevin? Would you pick the performance or the efficiency? Performance. Um, I carry like a, a, bat, a power bank with me all the time. So I don't, I don't really, battery life doesn't, doesn't bother me much. Um, oh, for the listeners out there that don't know what MA is, that's M-A-H, that's milliamp hour. Right. Um, um, so I think on, I think on an iPhone 14 Pro, I think it's what, 3,200 MA now. And I think we're talking about a 3,800 bump to almost 4,000. That is that is just phenomenal. Um, I'm like Kevin. I have a backup battery pack that's built into my case um, just because I suck through the phone. I, I don't know what I do that causes us to do that, but I but I just push this button in and it just and just puts in a, a backup power. I I can see why Mike wants more efficiency. It means you just get as if phone put in your pocket. You don't have to charge it all day or for another day. That would be great. But the other hand, if you want the performance, you want. But honestly, do we really need the performance, though, Kevin? I mean, what um, a normal user? Well, you're you're the one using perplexity all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Be my eyes. Um, what's another drainer? Um, any of the social uh, platform um, that um, I call the app that translates audio. Yeah. Magnifier, that's another one that's uh, intense. Yep. So there are reasons why you would want uh, a bigger battery because of those suckers like the magnifier. So there are things that we do on a daily basis a normal user probably would take. But you're right. Any social, um, any chat GPT or perplexity, that does suck battery up. So it would be nice to have an option where this rumor in iOS 17, and it isn't set, but they think they saw something that in terms of the game mode. And if that tr turns out to be true, 
then we have the power and control. And I just like that better. That's I my always, always am on board with that. I like having the option. Whether or not I use it, I like that it's there. But, all right. So the iPhone 15, so we got the biggest CPU performance ever, probably the biggest battery boost ever, going with a titanium frame and dynamic island being on all devices. You get better camera and you get the USB-C and plus the action button. Now, let me talk about the action button, what I've been hearing. Uh, recent discussion is that they found some hidden codes in iOS 17 that refers to this action button. And what are the nine things you can use and configure with the action button? And those nine items are accessibility assistive touch. If you know the triple click on the side button, that's your assistive touch. You can now define what that is with your action button. So that could be um, other things other than voiceovers, could be Zoom and whatever not. Shortcuts, I think that'll be extremely powerful. If you have a shortcut or you've downloaded a shortcut and you could be able to just press it with one button on the action and it performs a shortcut, wow, that'll be kind of huge. It also treats as a silent mode. Obviously, you got to have your mute and unmute still. It will be also can be configured to camera. So if you can click it, that could be your camera. You can have it programmed to, to do video or whatever uh, mode that you want to be set into that camera mode. Flashlight, focus mode. So you can turn on different focus mode automatically without having to go to the control center and find which one you want to turn on. And then we got magnifier. I think that'll be huge for a lot of low vision. You just push a button and it turns on magnifier automatically. Translate. And last is video or yeah, voice memo. So, oh my gosh, that's a lot in a new update on an iPhone. So iPhone 15 is sounding really, really gorgeous. So did we win you over, Mike? I have, uh, yeah. I mean, I was still running a 12 Pro. I was just been waiting for the end of the year. I've been planning on getting this one since last year. Right. And the, the more stuff that comes out, I just feel very, very happy that I did wait. <laughs> Is there one big thing in here that you like about what I've talked about that really like, mm. I'm very intrigued about the action button. Mm. Uh, I, I like the idea of it. Curious to see like in my actual day-to-day what I end up actually doing. Um, and this might be ridiculous, but I'm, I think the number one thing that me personally am looking forward to I'm so excited to just get USB-C finally. There's so many freaking cords flying around my house and different bricks for different things. I'm just so tired of it. I'm ready to start shifting everybody to USB-C and be done with lightning completely. What do you think, Kev? Uh, I don't care about USB-C. I don't really have USB-C devices. And I have a bunch of Volta charging cables, so I don't care what port is on the device. I just stick a Volta charging plug there and then everything has the same device, has the same port, um, and it's magnetic. So it's as convenient as a MagSafe. That, you know, that's true. You know, Mike, you can't, you can't deny what Kevin's saying, is that if you asked, like, my mom or my wife, they're not going to care about the USB-C either. So USB-C no, isn't going to be up there. I feel like well, most people are going to be annoyed by it. Like, seriously, I have to switch my cord again? 
right? I I I, know, I have to switch my cards. Yeah, I have a very unique situation where uh, there's a bunch of kids in my house, so I'll plug something in and walk away, come back an hour later, and it's gone because someone else wanted to use it. Right, so, and um, then we get to round everybody up and start searching the house. Like, where is that one USB C brick that we have? I need that. Someone who took the one. <laughs> it's it's but, kind of a nightmare here. So yeah, I do. I I definitely agree. I think most people, at least people like in, that I know my personal life are, are probably going to be annoyed. They're probably not even going to know that it's a USB C until they open the box. I'm like, what is this thing? But if you try to explain to my wife and my mom the reason why this is the way to do it is that now on from anything you buy, just like Mike says, I'm missing a cord. Well, heck, I can borrow that cord from the A-Lady Echo thing because it needs to be USB-C as well. I mean, according to EU, that every device needs to be USB-C, USB-C. And so I got battery packs that USB, USB-C. I have other devices at USB-C and it's annoying because I know there is a difference, but if you're going through it quickly, it does feel like a lightning and you put it in and it doesn't work. And it's like, God darn it. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go find the lightning one and where I got the lightning I'm sticking into USB-C, it doesn't work. Um, it would be nice to have one cord. I could just buy one cord that will work on everything. That is what I'm trying to sell to my mom and to my wife. That's my point, Kev. So I know, I mean... Yeah, if it, I would love to see a magnetic just click onto the phone like they do with a Mac. That would be beautiful. That'd be amazing, right? I know, Kevin. So, what iPhone do you have now? An SE three. Okay, so you would have no interest of going to an iPhone fifteen then. Well, actually, I am because I I want lidar. Actually, I have to have lidar for the app that I want to write. You do see? So you have to get the pro for the lidar. What? Okay, so what? Is it that you want the lidar for? I think it's classified. <laughs> it's can classified. This, can, this be, can this be taken out of the out of a podcast? And I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, off air. I love I love behind the scenes scenes. All right, man. Well, we'll talk about that after the podcast. But <laughs> yes. I'll I'll give you a break. I'm just giving you a poop about it. All right. <laughs> so, um, so Mike, also the UW one chip. Ooh, right. That would be good. Okay. Um. Now I am on the fence. I I can't be hundred percent sure I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> so my I you're a hundred percent. I know yeah, you are. Yeah, but I me, mean, I give you till the spring at the latest. Oh, now we're placing bets. You know yep. what? March are, at the latest. <laughs> you're not alone. There are other people I know that say you're not going to last. You are not going to. Last. You're going to start hearing people talk about it and how awesome it is. Right? Well, (laughs) what are you on now? What? About the iPhone 15 Pro? What phone are you? What phone are you on now? I'm on an iPhone 14 Pro. No reason to update it. That's my point. (laughs) If I had a 14 Pro, I I might stick with it. Right? (laughs) Now, you don't know me, though, Kevin, that well. I I have to have a new phone. (laughs) We'll see. Right, and you know, I have to, I have to give myself credit though, Mike, because I did keep my twelve. I didn't go with a thirteen, mm-hmm. right? So I did go two years. Yeah, time. now they're here mixing things up, adding all kinds of new stuff. I know, kind of like the old days with this one. Yes. Now, 
my understanding, as always, they may be extremely limited in terms of iPhone 14 or 15 Pro. I've the new chip and the display is causing some slowdown, and so they're not being able to produce as many. So expect extremely tight um, shipment of how many they'll be able to produce and put out by September when they release it. Now, it would not surprise me if they don't release it until October, but we will see. Um, Apple Watch News. This is the last one we're going to wrap up here for Apple. And Apple Watch just released a, there was a study um, that was studying on Parkinson's disease. And what was really, really and cool about this study is that they were able to find a way to detect someone with that is going to be having Parkinson's disease um, seven years before they see any symptoms. Seven years to be baked into the Apple Watch. Tell me if that isn't, well, dreadful and awesome at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Like, I love the idea of AI in this particular use case, or just in medicine in general, I've heard, I've read plenty of articles about how helpful it's been. Uh, I'm excited by the prospects. Right. And, you know, it's an amazing device because it does so many right now. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I have it. It's just for a uh, medical sense in terms of, no, I don't have medical problems, but to have a peace of mind that certain things, not everything, but like it's able to detect irregular heartbeats, AFib, or if you have lower high blood pressure, it will alert you for that, or um, it will even detect um, sleep apnea, which was I was really surprised. And just little things like that that they slowly introduce and to put something more into this that you can detect and catch early is always better in my book. And I thought this was just amazing. Yeah, I love the idea. It would have helped me a ton last month. We noticed, uh, hey, we noticed your blood pressure is dropping over this week in a very serious uh, amount. Um, Maybe go to the watch doesn't get blood pressure yet. But if it could, though, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, this idea of having, uh, this would be a reason if it could do all these things, I would probably get another Apple Watch. Right now, I, just not a thing. I, ended up, I, I haven't had one since the three. I just didn't really use it a whole lot. But these sorts of things, I'd reconsider. You're right, Kevin. It doesn't do blood pressure, but it does do heart rate. And and Mike it, says it's it, right. And so it could possibly let him know there's something going on and there's wrong. Um, yes, there is some difference between blood pressure and heart rate, but I would think something would pop up to let him know that something is wrong. Yeah, this is just a step in a direction that I've been... You no, know, people have talked to we've been talking about this, the possibilities of this for a long time now. And this right. is kind of the first real step in that direction. You know, so I found I found out I had really high blood pressure in January. And one of the first things the doctor asked me was, Do you have an Apple Watch? And do you? Do you? Yeah. That was, yeah that was, yep. And uh, I just didn't have it on that day. But oh, he yeah. said, Yeah, you should start wearing it more. And I've been getting notifications like so I had to start walking a lot more. Uh, since then so it's like um your your average heart rate on workouts is dropping so that's um increased vascular health and stuff so that's kind of cool see so it's it helps you detect that kind of a thing and i i don't know 
I know it's expensive. It's expensive, but so is your life. And what? how much is your life worth to you to catch it early so you can hang around and be around longer with, with the ones you love? And that's probably the biggest reasons why I have it. The other reason I love it, and I know it sounds crazy, I listen to texts. And I use it for tell me the time. I also do for weather. There are certain things I just like to do it quickly and easily and just tap. Okay, somebody text me. I can just swipe down and say like, and I'm done. I don't have to wake my device up, double tap on it, go down to the message. There's and or use my phone at all. So it's just tap, tap, tap. And it's just so much more convenient. Plus, you get this medical benefit stuff. So adding the Parkinson is a plus. And then one of these days, if they can put the glucose level in there, oh, that would be a miracle watch for many people. And I can't figure out why they can't have a blood pressure on an Apple Watch yet, because I have a blood pressure um, device. It's just a wrist. You just put it on your wrist, push a button. Upper arm is way more accurate. True, but it at least gives me in the ballpark. I'm not looking for accuracy. I'm looking for something that'll give me the ballpark because if it sees that you're in an abnormal area, it's more likely right. It's going to be abnormal. It's just, you just need the right number. Or do you think you're going to get more false positive because of that? You might. Hmm. I'll tell you what I would really love. You mean Apple Watch that doesn't send me text notifications or phone calls, but includes all this medical stuff we've been talking about? I'll buy that immediately. Just turn, just turn all the phone, all the phone. Yeah, that's what I would need to do. I just would love. You can it. do it. I would need. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just don't have. I love personally being able to toss my phone like on my bed and walk out of the room and nobody can find me. It's great. <laughs> I love that. I, I use my watch for phone. Um, be honest, it's got an incredible microphone. I can have my arm to the side, and they can hear me just fine. I don't have to have that thing up in front of me like a Dick Tracy kind of a mode. Like, <laughs> no, you can put it down to the side and they can hear you just fine. Um, now, the, the wife and I do have a cellular watch. I don't have that on mine, but she does. So she has two numbers and both numbers will ring to the same um, device. So she will pick up from her watch a lot of time because she doesn't want to have to get into your purse and drag out the phone. So... I don't know. It does phone, and she exclusively uses hers for texting. She she feels like that's the most discreet way of when she's at work that you're not really truly texting. If that makes sense, <laughs> you can at least see if there's something important that you need to get to. And um, anywho, it's something that for everybody to to think about. If that's something that is up your alley, or you would like to be notified, so check that out. The aluminum one is cheaper, so you don't have to get the stainless steel or or trout watch. It's also very good for keeping your Mac unlocked for you when you need it. Right. I love that approach with, um, so in iOS 17, you can have either or now. So if my Apple Watch has already been unlocked, I just now just go to my iPhone, it automatically unlocks it, or other way around where if the phone unlocks, the, it will unlock the Apple Watches too, so you don't have to put the passcode in. It is really yeah, but I'm thinking I'm thinking your Mac. Mac would be even better. Wow, it does it does do that. Hmm. But you got to have a Mac to enjoy that. <laughs> um, 
But for you, that would be ideal. That would be cool. I wouldn't have to keep putting my password in there each and every time to get on my computer each morning. That would be beautiful. But I don't have a Mac, and I don't... Yeah, I think Mike dumped his Mac some time ago, too. I don't use it very often. I still have it. Well... Not much. Okay. What's new in Apple Viz this month, guys? So Kevin kind of got a hint that I've been playing a lot, and that is perplexity. If you like ChatGPT and you want to step up in meaning of a more accurate, better model, check Perplexity out. Perplexity takes it a step further. It will actually tell you the resources pulling it from, and it gives much better details. Now, I still use ChatGPT because it just gives me results instantaneously. It's like, there's your answer. That's cool. But it doesn't always get it right, and sometimes I want something a little more complex, and plus, I need something that's more like now, now news or information today, where ChatGPT, if you use a free version, uses a dumber version of the GPT 3.5, and I think that's limited to somewhere in the fall of 2021. So have you played with that, Kevin, since you brought that up? Uh, lots of ChatGPT stuff I haven't played with Perplexity yet. Oh, man. Okay. You let me know when you do and when you play with it and tell me what you think because I think there is a substantial difference in terms of the response I get and the thoroughness of the answer that I get. It is great, but you do have to swipe quite it through a lot. of. It's like it reminds me of Wikipedia, like it gives you da-da-da-da-da, Here's the reference link, link, and you have that's like an extra swipe. And then you go to the next one, da 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 da. Oh, here's two reference link, dink dink. And so it's a little bit more cumbersome, but it just depends what you're looking for. And Mike, you love your chat GPT, right? I do. And I downloaded Perplexity yesterday. I haven't <gasps> used it yet. Oh, but I love, honestly, love the idea of having sources cited just like that because. And my kids are all old enough. They're on the internet quite a bit and they'll come tell me some ridiculous story. I'm like, where'd you read that from? And they'll tell me the website. I'm like, well, what's that? You know, with some random URL. I'm like, is this a legitimate? Cause like I talked to them about that kind right? of stuff, but knowing where sources and information is coming from, I think that's very important in this day and age. And that feature alone, I'm very curious to start trying this out and see which one I end up sticking Yeah, you on. have to let me know because, you know, there's pros and cons to both, and perplexity, I kind of tend to lean on a little more. It just depends if I need an answer now, like what's the size of my queen-size bed, then I would go with chat and mm-hmm. GPG, something dumb, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but for something more complex, but it's nice to, it gives you a link. I can just tap on that, and it'll take me to the web browser, and it'll bring up, ah, okay, and you can read more about it. Um, so if you want to read more about it, you have the option to do it where ChatGPT doesn't allow you to do that. It doesn't give you any resources or what. Um, but anywho, that's one of the ones I've been playing a lot. The other one, for those Soundscape users out there, warning, warning, this is heads up, <laughs> that Soundscape is closing next month. It was supposed to end end of June, but it's going to end the end of August. So you need to find an alternative, and that alternative is called Voice Vista. It is awesome. Yes, there are OpenScape, which is identical to Soundscape, but it's in beta. 
Um, but I found Voice Vista to be more modern. It's got the tabs along the bottom. It seems to have things are just in located in better, I don't know, just functionality and interface. I just find Voice Vista so much better. I love Voice Vista. So if you like Soundscape, check that out. Have you guys, I don't, Mike, I think we talked about this. We, you and I just don't really have the need for it as we, because we're, we're very fortunate. We have lots of sighted people around us that kind of helps us around. So we're, it's not very often we're, we're along. Yeah. I, I tinkered with it when it first came out, but it was just out of curiosity, never really out of need. What about you, Kevin? I have sighted people in my life, but I've been using, um, by the sports since 2012, since it came out. Mm-hmm. And I really like that it has, um, four square for its locations, whereas Voice Vista doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it seems to have less locations. You're right. But, but I always, even with, even if I'm with a bunch of sighted people, I, I just turn on Blind Square because then I know what streets we're at or I know what we're passing because they know. They look around and they see how we're passing McDonald's or whatever. So I feel like I should know all that too. You know, you, you nail two things. First is Foursquare. You're right. You're going to get so much more uh, location or POIs, points of interest, when it comes to Foursquare. And Soundscape does not use that. It uses, um, I believe what I read is using the Apple or Google POIs. And that's going to be more limited. But I would think for the majority of the time, the major stuff is always up there and it's right. Um but the Blind Square is another one you kind of pointed out, and that is a great app, and it's been around forever. My only issue with this, Kevin, is that Blind Square hasn't been updated forever. It used to be updated, like, all the time, and I don't know what's going on, and the price of Blind Square has gone through the roof. It's very expensive. So it's hard for me to tell any new people that have never purchased Blind Square, should I buy Blind Square? And I'm almost like, huh, that's a tough question because the cost is pretty costly. It, what is it now? I want to say it was like 30 bucks. So 30 bucks is that important enough to get your four square location? For me, yeah. Because wow. at least where I am, if I use Voice Vista, I have it. Um, it doesn't have a lot of the, the stuff right around me. See? In that case, that would make a difference. So that's what I'm saying is it just depends. And for those that can't afford purchasing something like that up front, um, the other problem I had with Soundscape and those with um, hearing issues is that, yeah, it's going to cause a, pose a problem because it's in 3D. So it's almost a binaural sense when you're using Soundscape. In other words, you might hear something to your 7 o'clock position that might be a location. It's going to be in that ear behind you to the left. Um, or you might have something at two o'clock position and that's so it's up front to the right. So you hear more on your right ear. And so those with um, hearing impaired one ear or can't hear out of one ear, whatever not, it's going to be probably not going to be for you. That's the only thing I have to say about Voice Vista. But if you do love Soundscape, give Voice Vista a try. I think it's worth doing. And I, I had to bring this up. Um, 
You guys notice that the old voice dream reader and the voice dream writer and the voice dream scanner, I love those apps to point. Well, apparently they were bought out and they are going in different directions with each of those apps. And so I'm kind of disappointed. I think what I've read is that the people that own voice dream scanner is separate from the voice dream reader. And <laughs> check this out, Mike. They, it's, it's now instead of voice dream scanner, it's called VD scan. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I'm thinking, um, you know, I think you may want to rename that. I, my point is that the, their naming scheme is wrong. They're going with a pay tier subscription, which we talked about a couple months back on Voice Dream Reader. Um, it's really expensive. Again, this is an ideal thing for people that never have purchased it. I can't recommend them to purchase Voice Dream Reader. And some people I know are going to totally disagree and say it's going to be worth every penny because they want to be able to use their book share. But things are changing on there. Like, for example, I used to be able to access OneDrive um, from my voice dream reader. Guess what? You can't do that anymore. I'm thinking, what? why would you do that? Because that was the perfect way to import books. Yeah. Right? So what are your thoughts? So what app do you get now? What's that? What app do you recommend now? Well... I am using something called Book Player, um, which I truly love a lot. And that allows me to connect to all the services, bring all my books and audio into the same place. Very similar. The only difference is, is yes, it doesn't do, it's not going to be ideal for low vision people. So it's not going to read it word by word. But for those who are blind, it's a free app. It works really great with a voiceover. Um, voiceover was definitely thought into the plan of when it was a building book player. So that's my recommendation. Um, now, if you're a Bookshare user, yeah, you're kind of stuck between their Bookshare or um, Voice Dream Reader. I would highly recommend Dolphin Easy Reader if you are content with Bookshare. So I would say Dolphin Easy Reader is a close second for me. I, I was going to get Book Player, but it only works with audio and I don't read audiobooks. I, I always prefer text just because I guess that's what I grew up with. And my brain synthesizes voices for the characters over the top of the text-to-speech. So Interesting. See, I, I can't stand the TTS voices. It's like, oh, this is terrible. This is like fingernails on a chalkboard. Um, so have you- It sounds worse than that, too. <laughs> have you tried Dolphin Easy Reader? No, I, I actually I don't even know about it. Yeah, Dolphin Easy Reader will allow you to do book share and all sources, different services. It does. It's very similar to your Voice Dream Reader. I think the interface is a little more clunky, but it does a lot what the Voice Dream Reader does already. Um, so you can save your money for what is it, sixty, eighty dollars a year uh, for Voice Dream Reader. That you know, it's going to be entirely cheaper. So yeah, I had to get so I had to get Voice Dream for Mac, and I had to pay that because. I couldn't find any efficient way to read PDFs. Oh, and I downloaded a whole bunch of, of free apps and tried them, and and each page was in a different element, so you had to interact with each page individually. So, so I had to get Voice Dream for for this year for the Mac. That if you have a Mac, then you get both. That is almost worth it because you got two software. You got one for the Mac, and and it 
syncs together and such. And I, I can see that way too. Um, I would be curious if Dolphin Easy Reader is good on PDF. I'll have to try, I'll have to test that and see what that's like. And so I know you're not on Bookshare either, Mike. And so nope. do you listen to books at all? Um, usually Audible. Audible. Is my okay. go-to. You don't use Bard? No, I'm actually in the process right now of trying to get the VA to get all that stuff hooked back up. But oh, I think you're going to love the service. That takes a while. I used to have it, but it's been a long time. And I went to log in. It's like, uh, your account's been deactivated since like 2018. So <laughs> I'm a little behind. Yeah. I noticed that they, they will deactivate you if you don't use it for so long. Yep. Um, I was like, whoa, that's kind of strange. Um, but that is it, guys. So I am curious, Mike. Um, the only movie I have seen this month, we went to see Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. I like Mission Impossible, but it just seems like once you've seen a couple of Mission Impossible, it all seems the same. Different story, yeah. but very the same. And I think that's why it's losing steam. So I gave it three out of five. It was good, but it wasn't something I would go see. Yeah, I think on Letterboxd, it had like four and some change stars. But I've only, honestly, I've only ever seen the first Mission Impossible for that same reason. Because I heard people talking about the second and the third one, and I just haven't ever really gone back. Maybe one of these days I'll change my mind. Um, Story's great. The story is yeah. wonderful. It's just, I'm just, I'm getting tired of that. Yeah. Um, I have been on a bit of a TV show kick lately. Um, oh. I might have mentioned Poker Face last month. No, you. I don't think did I did. I couldn't remember. I definitely recommend that. It's on Peacock, I believe. Uh, Natasha Leone is the main actress. She's also in Orange is the New Black. Okay. Fantastic show. One season. Um, really, really, really enjoyed that one. Second choice, much more lighthearted and actually just kind of a feel-good show, Jury Duty. Have you guys heard about that one? I haven't, Kevin. No. No? They So basically, they've got this one guy who is being called into jury duty, goes through a whole trial. They make him the foreman, all that kind of stuff, uh, the foreperson. Uh, what he doesn't know is that literally everybody else, the entire oh, case, that's all, right. they're all actors. It's all fake. And they just put him through all these really ridiculous scenarios. And my daughter was saying that's a fantastic it's show. It's a good show. It's yeah, good. Like so most of the time I was like, oh my God, I'd be so mad if I was this dude. But he, <laughs> it was great. But like at the end of it, he was just an incredible sport, like genuinely kind of a, like just a good all around guy. It's just kind oh, of a feel good show. It was great. That's awesome. Now, I I think the last show I watched was The Silo on Apple. I absolutely love The Silo. If you haven't seen Silo, I need to try it. I'm going to try that one out. I've also heard good things about Hijack. Hijack's is supposed to be pretty good. I have not seen that it's yet. Not either. Mm-hmm. I know Kevin watched some shows. What What's your latest ones you've seen? Actually, I'm not much of a TV guy, but a friend and I have been listening to um, The Man in the High Castle. That I have on the list to watch. At some point, I want to watch it. What do you think of it so far? Um, it's very interesting, <laughs> but it's Philip K. Dick. Ah. Okay, you know, like he, that that really is somebody's real name, um, and he he did some weird things that I in all of his books that I'm not <laughs> thrilled with, like, hmm. um, and that's an old distorting, too, right? Distorting reality was was his goal in everything that he wrote. Okay, I think that, that's what I can say without without spoiling it too much. <laughs> that came out into what 2016 or something? I guess so. 
I think so. Kind of like Breaking Bad. I I mean, I was 10 years ago, but I finally watched that like the end of this year. I was like, oh, okay. I'll still only watch. seen the first season. I need to watch that. Oh, man. It's, it's really good. I, I like it. It gets better after the first season. The first season so was kind of slow. I just loved it because like, that's where I grew up. So oh, that's a right. lot of references. Albuquerque? Yeah. yeah, a lot of references. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to go to the library right there in Tuco's neighborhood. Right. <laughs> well, you got any horror flicks though? No horror flicks? Yeah. Evil Dead Rise is on the list. Um Summer is a bit more difficult to watch Gary stuff with because there's little ones running around constantly. So Oh man. Has a, but, but that being said though, I am about oh no, last night just finished the second season of The Purge. So if anybody out there else hangs into the Purge movies, the TV shows, <laughs> right? <laughs> you could just you could just run it in um through your headphones and and I would. That's what I used to do, but I watch it with my girlfriend now, so oh, that's a little less fun for her. You could share play now. That's true. I you know. know. I'm just giving you sitting right here, and I'm like, <laughs> hey, I always feel bad. We have watched movies like Just Descriptive Audio because for some reason, there's a lot of times that I have, like in CO or something, I have a descriptive audio for a movie or a TV show. Can't find it anywhere on Netflix, Peacock, Hulu, or you name it. It just isn't available. So there's a whole list of shows that I have the descriptive audio for that we've just been waiting for the right time, I guess, to well just watch yeah, it that way. October's coming up a couple months away, September, so you got to get ready. Excited. Still got to get Oppenheimer. That's on the list. I'll, I've been yeah. wondering about that. I heard great things about it. It's going to be definitely a nominee for Oscar, and there's no doubt about it, hands down. Well, Kevin, it was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on for yes, this month. thank you. And we appreciate it. And I will see you more on Mastodon. And he is uh, also doing some testing with me on the Bima AI. That's been that's been a journey, hasn't it? It's been kind of ups and downs on that beta, but yeah, good overall. And Mike, thanks for you being on as always. Of course, buddy. it's good to be here. Good to see you again. Say hi to everybody for me, and we will see everybody next month. Or what is it going to be? August. Wow. August already. Yep. Yeah, school's back. Fall start to come back in the Northern Hemisphere. Everything is coming back. So, all right. Well, that is going to do for AppleViz Unleashed for July of 2023. My name is Thomas Donville, also known as Nine Mouse, along with Mike Malarcy and Kevin Jones. Till next time. Bye bye. Please feel free to contact the AppleViz Unleashed team with a feedback, tips, or questions at unleashed at applevis.com or call at 816-287-1482. This AppleViz podcast has been brought to you by the community of applevis.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.